Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen to some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome to an episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident masshole, as always, Ian Cusick. Join my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How are you doing uh, tonight, Bryce? Tired. <laughs> Extremely tired. Yes. We're recording this the same day you're hearing it. If you're, if, you're, if you're listening to this on release. Which you should be. Um, yeah, we're recording it 12, 12.30 Saturday morning after the Sweet 16 wrapped up just now. Yes. Uh, so... So we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Sweet Sixteen games a little bit. Yeah, we've got the Sweet Sixteen to talk about. Uh, there were some pretty good games this round. It was pretty entertaining. Um, a couple of games went down to the wire. A couple of games weren't as exciting. But uh, we'll start off with the ones that just got finished because there were two that have just finished, like within the past, I'd say, like what twenty minutes. Or Duke, Duke. Yeah, they finished up within the, in the last half hours. Duke VT. Yep, so Duke Virginia Tech and Houston Kentucky. Uh, the most recent of the games to finish, Kentucky 62, Houston 58. This game was really back and forth a lot. Uh, we were actually going to start around 11.30, but this game got really good. So neither me nor Bryce really wanted to record until uh, this game was final. But uh, yeah, very down to the wire sort of game. Kentucky pulls away with a four point victory. Move on to the Elite Eight. They stole that game, man. Houston had it. Houston Houston was playing good basketball. They got a little easy in the end. Kentucky came back. And uh yeah. That is how it went. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I'm so fucking yeah, tired that right was, now. That's great, great analysis. <laughs> that was that was brilliant. That's how it In went. Using yep. College basketball analysis. Yeah, that was oh, great. Shit. All right. Um, uh, all right. Uh, Duke seventy five, Virginia Tech seventy three. I mean, are you really surprised? It's it's Duke. Uh, well, a hell of a game, but well, people are gonna say Duke got away with one again, but VT shouldn't even had the ball. Probably um, not. Yeah. But... No, VT VT stepped out. I mean, it's unbelievable that two games back-to-back in separate rounds, that's how it ends. Like, I mean, this one wasn't as bad as the UCF one. No, because, like, the UCF one, like, they... They should have won. The UCF should have won that game, for being honest. The other dude just, like, volleyball tapped it. it I, don't, I don't even know what the hell he was trying to do. So, uh, my whole thing with Duke is... Are they becoming too complacent with being the number one team in the nation, and they're kind of using up? Well, no, because I I think this game was only so close because Reddish sat. Um, I feel like if Reddish if Reddish played how he normally would, um, this probably wouldn't have been that close. Especially if Trey Jones, Trey Jones really stepped up. Trey Jones probably had his best game of his college career tonight. Yeah, twenty two points, four rebounds, eight assists. Yeah, he was on fire from three. Performance. Yeah, great night. I mean, Barrett Barrett had a pretty rough first half with 
with scoring, but then in the second half, he really just started to take over. Zion was incredible the whole night. Yeah, you know, I was actually about to ask you, did you see that that, uh, that thing where uh, one of the Virginia Tech guys went up for a shot, and then, like, the ball was, like, about to dip down, like, towards the hoop? Zion fucking just goes, like, fucking, like, iron. That was, you know what's crazy, though? That wasn't even his most impressive block. And that one was pretty damn impressive. So, I mean, no, he got okay. He got crossed, and recovered, and blocked the dude who crossed him. Do you know how hard that is? As someone who gets crossed a lot when he plays basketball, yes, I do. But uh, you gotta understand, Zion's like six eight two eighty. He should not be moving that fast. I mean, he, is there any doubt in our minds that he's gonna be the number one overall pick in a few months? No, he's no, he's gonna be the number one overall pick unless he goes down or something. Like, unless he has a, a, a like, I'm, catastrophic it's gotta injury. It's got to be catastrophic, and even yeah. then, some teams might just say fuck it and take a risk on him. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is still a lotto pick, so. <laughs> I mean, Zion Williamson, he's a generational talent right there, so, I mean. That's one of those guys, I've always said, about Zion, that's one of those guys that, like, inspire a generation of basketball players. He's like a Kobe He's like a LeBron. He's like a Joe. Like, he's one of those prospects. Like He's Absolutely. going to inspire a generation. I mean, have we had anyone in a recent draft in like the past five years that has had any sort of as much hype as... <sighs> as much hype? I don't As think much so. like hype based on skill. Because a lot of people were talking about Lonzo Ball, but it wasn't necessarily for his basketball skills. I don't know. I don't think I've seen this. I think some people say this is the best basketball prospect they've seen since Melo. And that was in 03. Yeah, that was, that was six. Did that was Melo and LeBron in the same ago. draft? What? Were, they in the, were, were Melo and LeBron in the same draft? Yeah, Melo, Bron, and Wade were all the same draft. <laughs> I did not know that. Well, I knew, what? I knew, I knew LeBron and Wade. I didn't realize Melo was in that draft. Melo was the th third? No, Melo was picked before Wade. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't, have the, I don't have the draft orders for every draft memorized. I don't, I don't remember where it was picked. But like, bro, yeah, I, I didn't even know, know that. I, I don't know, man. I just, I knew, I knew Ron and Wade were in the same. Where do, you, where do you think? Where do you think Banana Boat came from? Anyways. Yeah, that was kind of embarrassing. Kind of just should not said that, bro. You kind of just should have not said that. If, you know, I'm not the biggest basketball guy. Jeez. I'm not. Uh, basketball is probably my weakest sport when it comes to like. Oh, imagine if I started making you talk about soccer. That'd be real fun. Yeah, well, you know what? We're not we're not talking soccer on the show. <laughs> Which is, not which is right actually kind of funny because some of some of the people that listen have actually asked me if we're gonna if I'm ever gonna talk about soccer on the show. I am so down. You see, I'm not opposed to talking about soccer. It's just you gotta learn it first. I gotta watch soccer and learn soccer before I'm talking about you gotta it. Yeah, learn it. I mean, I've, I I I watched the World Cup, and that's it. <laughs> oh, the World Cup was so fun. The World Cup's fun to watch, but I mean, I don't. You're not gonna catch me watching the Premier League on the weekends or something. Oh, it is fun. Premier League is fun. Hey, maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll get into it. Maybe you'll get me into it. It's hard to watch. It is kind of hard to watch for us because the time zone's really bad. Like it's got to be like I mean, it's I like was, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I, I get that because I was doing that with like Six Nations rugby and shit. Uh, a few weeks ago, but I could definitely see myself doing that for Premier League. If, if I ever you want to learn if it, if I ever feel inclined to watch soccer one day, you should just watch the Champions League. 
For sure. I don't know what the difference between that and the Premier League is, but we're... The Champions League... For the teams... Some, well, sometimes, depends. <laughs> it's very weird. There's a lot going on with that sport that I do not understand. But believe it or not, we're only a quarter of the way through the Sweet 16 matchup, so... uh Getting back to the Midwest region, uh, number five Auburn upsets number one North Carolina in pretty considerable fashion too, ninety-seven to eighty. Well, you know Auburn's hot, man. Auburn's Auburn is hot, but North Carolina was pretty hot too. I mean, the fact that they were a corner three dropping away from exiting in the first round, and then they just go and slap up Kansas. And then they slap up the Tar Heels, which is no, no easy feat. No, that's actually very, very impressive. I like what Auburn's done since the the New Mexico State game. They really took that game and used it as a wake-up. They used it as a wake-up call. And, I mean, they got Kentucky next now. Um... So I could see him beating Kentucky, man. Can they, I mean, they might be beating UNC. Four. I could see him beating anybody. I don't know about anybody. I mean, who 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 else? Like for certain, you couldn't see him beating like Duke. I don't think I don't think I could see him beating Duke. Um, I don't think I could see him being Gonzaga or Tech. Um, which I don't think we talked about Tech. Tech, tech yet. We'll get to Tech in a second. And I don't think UVA either, but. I'd say definitely they could beat UVA. UVA has looked incredibly good. I don't know, man. I don't know if they're even going to make it past Purdue, so I don't know. I mean, well. I was de- all right, let's talk about that UVA game because I was definitely not impressed. No, I'm not UVA impressed with played. UVA, to be honest. They're a one seed, but they're barely squeaking out against Oregon. Like, you know, we talked about Oregon last episode. Oregon is. I'd Oregon say Oregon's probably the, probably the hottest team in the nation. Well, they were. Well, they were. They were going into this game. And they only lost to UVA by four. Granted, it was 53-49, so a very defensive game. But um, I'm, I think this is, this is more of an indication that UVA is, very, is a very human team, like I just said. And I think a lot, of, a lot of UVA fans should be a little concerned because... I, you know... For a normal 12C game, yeah. You know, I, I would be concerned. I mean, Oregon was way hot, man. They were unconscious going into this game. And I, I expected a pretty good battle between UVA and Oregon. Um, we got a pretty good battle. We did. I just, I am I a little iffy on Virginia now? A little bit. Um, but, I mean, I guess we're going to see because... They played Purdue today, uh, later. Yes. So, we'll see what happens. Because Purdue's pretty hot, too. Purdue's, speaking of Purdue, 99-94, this game was absolutely insane. It went into OT. It went into OT, and it came down to the end of OT. Pretty much. I mean, we had, I was in a room with a bunch of my friends, and, uh, on one TV, we had Red Sox opening day, and we don't, we'll, we'll get to that later. But uh, mm. we, Purdue, Tennessee, that was what we were all watching. I feel like that TV got turned off. No, it was on, but it, it might as well have been off. Let's just say that. But um, no, Purdue, Tennessee, that was 
that game was like that was a very fun game to watch it was back and forth the whole time purdue was i think purdue was were they they were up by 18 at one point right and then tennessee storms back and yeah. then Purdue pulls away again. Tennessee pulls back within like two or something. And then and then at the end of regulation, there was that foul. And it was like, oh shit. Purdue might just win this game. Because I think they were down. They were yeah, down they missed, you missed the first three missed, throw, right? They missed the first yeah. three throw, and then you got the last two to send it to overtime. <laughs> it was a wild like last 58 seconds of the game or something like that. Yeah, in regu- that was in regulation. So, all right. Um, what games haven't we talked about yet? We've talked about the whole right side of the bracket. We've talked that. All right. Um, Texas Tech. You want to talk Texas Texas Tech? All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, Texas Tech sixty three, Michigan forty four. Michigan. That was the least amount of points scored in a March Madness game, I believe. For them, I think. I don't know, ever. But I, for them, yeah. I thought it said ever, but I might be No, no, I, probably not ever, but... Yeah, Texas Tech, I think if people weren't uh, aware of Texas Tech before that game, which they should be, they are incredible. Um, I think they're aware now. You know, I think Texas Tech has, has called itself... I mean, they beat Buffalo by 20. You know, that's not an easy feat. Buffalo is, is a solid team. You see, Texas, I think this tournament's been a, te- a testament to how good of a team defensively Texas Tech is. I oh, mean, yeah, of course. Easily the best defensive team in the country right now. And, you know, when you're holding a team like Michigan, who's not a slouching team on offense, to 44 points like that, sure, you only you scored know, 63, but when you're scoring 63 and they're, you're holding them to 44... You're winning that game regardless. So, I don't... you know, uh, a stat about Texas Tech, real quick. Their smallest margin of victory is 15. And that was in the first round. <laughs> That's true. Yes, they only beat Northern Kentucky by 15. Then they, and then they our... beat Buffalo by 20. And then Michigan, Michigan by, 19. by 19. That's wild. Yeah. And they, have, they have been very dominant this tournament. Yeah. And the they're... seed in front of the team doesn't matter. <laughs> No, the seed the seeding doesn't matter if you're beating your teams by twenty. Yeah. So uh honestly, Texas Tech might be the Texas Tech's a dangerous team. And it's oh, not because of offense, it's because of defense. They're old school men. Hey, old school works. And sometimes it does. You gotta be that sometimes. good though. You gotta, you gotta be good yeah, enough and they are good. So. And they are good, so did we bring up LSU Michigan State? Nope, that was the next one I was going to bring up. Yeah, well, I mean, there's not much to say about that one. I kind of expected that. I didn't expect LSU to make it to the Sweet 16, honestly. I thought they were going to go out in the round of 32. But... Seriously, you thought they would have lost to Maryland? Well, they almost did, but... Well, yeah, yeah, I picked them to lose to Maryland, and they almost did. They also, they won by two. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, Michigan State, they're a very good team. It's going to be interesting to see them play Duke on Sunday. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all I really got to say about that one. You know? Yeah, for reference, uh, Michigan State did beat LSU 80-63. to um, Yeah, again, not much to say about it. I did have LSU playing Michigan State in this game, but 
I also had Michigan State winning, so my bracket's not totally busted in that department. But um, the last game of the Sweet 16, Gonzaga beat Florida State 72-58. Um, more of the same from Gonzaga. Is anyone else really really surprised that Gonzaga won a game? Because no, Gonzaga's been hot, man. Ever since they lost to St. Mary's, they've been on fire. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so with that, we have our Elite Eight uh, set. That's today, the thirtieth, and tomorrow, the thirty-first. So uh, we'll just go over that. Uh, it would be nice if I could get the money line numbers for these games, but let's see if ESPN's got them. One sec. Uh, if my internet could load faster, that would be ideal. <laughs> All right. So two games today, two games tomorrow. Today at 6.09 Eastern time, we got num number three Texas Tech going up against number one Gonzaga. Gonzaga is favored by four in this game. Where are you going with this one, Bryce? Because this, this game is a big Texas one. Tech. You got Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. That's a I got Texas, big upset. I got Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech, the, when you when they got put up against Buffalo, who's a, a dominant offensive team, they won by 20. And Buffalo, I mean, I understand Buffalo. They play in the MAC. That's not exactly a conference that's like, ooh, look at us. Well, then but, again, Gonzaga doesn't play in a very powerful conference either. No, they play in the West Coast, so it's like... I would say Gonzaga's better than Buffalo. Oh, of but course, but... I expect Texas Tech to win this game. Honestly. You see, alright. I'm gonna... I'm picking Gonzaga here, and I'm probably gonna be wrong, because chances are Texas Tech's defense is just gonna show up again. But what I find really interesting about this game... It has an over/under of 137 and a half. I'm usually I usually like betting the over on games. I definitely uh, bet the under on this one. That I that think, seems like a pretty high line for Texas Tech. Yeah, I mean that's suggesting that Texas Tech is like they're gonna let up like 60, 70 points, and they really don't do that that much. That hasn't happened yet. It so. hasn't happened yet. So. Well, not in the tournament. Unless they're going to hold Gonzaga to like 50 and then go off. Right I don't there. know. They haven't put. A, they haven't let anyone score 60 yet. <laughs> the highest was 58 by Buffalo. Yeah, so I could see Gonzaga putting up like a good amount of points, but I don't know. Gonzaga might hit 65-70 area, but I don't know if that's going to be enough. Texas, Texas Tech can match you, man. They got offense. They do have offense, but, I mean, people are going to be talking about that defense a lot more, and I think that's going to be the key factor. If Texas Tech's offense – I think the big factor here is going to be who's going to outpace who. Texas Tech, is their offense and defense going to outpace Gonzaga's offense and defense? Because if so, Texas Tech can win this game. But uh, I do think I'm going to go with Gonzaga here. I think that is a safer play. But you know what? Bryce Bryce knows basketball a lot better than I do, so... Yeah. Uh, moving on to the net, to the other game tomorrow night uh, at 8.50. You got number three, Purdue, going up against number one, Virginia. UVA favored by four and a half. This is a tough one, honestly. But um, I think I'm going to go with Virginia. I think, I think they're just... They, I think that game was a wake-up call. 
Or at least I want to think it is. I hope it is. And I just, I got to say, man, I really think Virginia, I think they're going to beat Purdue. But we'll see what happens after that. All right. So like you said, hopefully this lit a fire under Virginia's ass. And that's the big question. Did Virginia... Did, was this a wake-up call for Virginia? We, we got to wait for the game to find out. So. I know. That's 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 why this is a question. We're going to figure that out in, a, in some time. Today. But, <laughs> yeah, some point today. But you know what? I think Purdue's been playing a lot more consistently. They've been showing up on both sides of the ball. Uh, they haven't really had any questionable games yet this tournament. They've been competing with teams a lot better than Virginia has, in my opinion, even though they both won all their games. I'm taking Purdue in the upset here. I don't blame you. It's not It's not a bad call, and I do consider it. But I just, I don't, I really think Virginia is going to have a bit of a motivation in this one. And I mean, putting up 53 on Oregon, I, I think they should be, as a one seed, they should be playing better. Back. Well, okay, that's the thing. Oregon's a very defensive team. I understand. So I'm not stunned by them putting up 53, and I'm not surprised. And I don't think it's going to affect, because Purdue is not a defensive team. This is going to be a high-scoring shootout. And I just think Virginia wins high-scoring shootouts. You gotta be a gritty. You gotta be a gritty defensive team to really get into Virginia. Yeah, and that definitely you definitely gotta be playing good defensive basketball against Virginia. But um, in all honesty, I do think that Purdue's gonna play better basketball than Virginia is because they've just been playing better basketball all tournament. I can see it. I mean, I don't. I don't hate that upset. It's not bad. All right, moving on to the Sunday games. Uh, it doesn't look like betting lines have shown up for the Sunday games yet, which kind of sucks. They just finished. Or two of them did, anyway. Well, yeah, Kentucky and Duke. So I guess the betting lines haven't shown up yet. Um, so we got number five, Auburn, at number two, Kentucky. What are you thinking? I'm going with the Tigers. I think the Tigers are going to kill Kentucky. Um, because I don't think P.J. Washington... Because they played him tonight, which means he didn't get he didn't start and he didn't play as many minutes as he would, but he didn't get the rest that he would have either, because they would have lost if he didn't play. So I think the lack of rest for Washington and just overall just they had to play a very grinded out, tiring game, as you know Auburn just cruised through the number one seed and their confidence is sky high right now you know that is very interesting i didn't actually think of that and now that you've mentioned that i think i'm gonna agree with you i would have originally taken kentucky in this matchup but given the fact that washington didn't have any rest and now that at how good auburn just played against unc give me yeah auburn. i mean <laughs> I mean, they just cruised through the number one seed, man. I they mean, cruised through, like, I think UNC was, what, the number three, number four ranked team in the tournament? 
I think UNC was yeah third. They were third. Because the seating went what? It was Duke. Well, overall, it was Duke, UVA, uh, North Carolina, and Zaga were the top four. Yeah. And yeah, so give me Auburn here. I got Auburn, man, for sure. I don't think Kentucky's gonna be able to keep up. I wonder if the betting line is gonna reflect that. That should be interesting. Maybe. Guess we'll figure out tomorrow. Um, last game, a 5.05. You got number two, Michigan State, against number one, Duke. And give me Duke, unfortunately. I don't I don't know. I mean, it depends on Reddish. They're going to need Reddish. Of course, they're going to need Reddish. And I think they're, they're going gonna... to... I don't know if they get him back. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I think they do. I mean, they might. I don't know. I mean, because I don't know if Trey Jones is going to step up again like he did tonight. I don't know if um, if they're going to get... Well, obviously, Zion's going to ball out. You know, there's no question about it. Of course. Zion's going to Zion. Zion is going to Zion. If Barrett, I mean... I don't know if Barrett can get away with a bad first half like he had tonight. Well, I'm shooting-wise. I mean, he had a great... He had very nice assists. He had, like... I think seven in the first half. Um, it was a good. He had a healthy amount in the first half. It was impressive, and he's got to shoot better though. In the first half, they got to come out. They. I don't think they could be trailing at halftime, man, like they were tonight. Michigan State's not going to take the gas off the pedal, so. Well, it's not that VT did. It's just they didn't have the. Well, the Michigan State talent. only keep their foot on the pedal. That's a lot. That's a very well, it's the thing. Well, VT VT just didn't have the talent to keep up at the end, or the energy. But Michigan State is going to, so they can't fall behind too far to this Michigan State team. If they stay in front, I expect them to win. Yeah. All right. So, uh, unless there's anything else you want to talk about with March Madness. I think we're good on March Madness. I think we're good. All right, let's move on to our next topic. We're going to be predicting the 2019 MLB season. Opening day was yesterday. Two well, actually, days ago. It was two days ago because it was Thursday. But uh, so a couple of game, couple of teams have already played multiple games. Uh, I know the Yankees had an off day today, so they've only played one game. But the Red Sox are playing their second game right now. Because for some reason they gave us an 11-game road trip to start off the season, which was just awesome. Love staying up till 10 o'clock just to watch baseball. Um, so we're gonna go. So we're looking at the odds for win totals to start off this segment. And uh, just for reference, we're using Oddshark.com's uh, betting totals. Um, they have over-unders for every team, and it's listed alphabetically. That's the resource I'm using for this. And without further ado, let's get into it with the Arizona Diamondbacks. 2018, they won 82 games. They're expected to regress a little bit. 2019, they're only going to win 77, 75 and a half games. Over or under? I don't know on that one. <laughs> I'm going to say over. That's pretty low. I'm going to say over, but not by, like, a lot. Maybe, like, 78, 79. Ah, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna disagree, actually. I'm going to say they're going to go. They're gonna be under by a couple wins. Uh, they mm-hmm. lost Patrick Corbin, A.J. Pollock, Paul Goldschmidt, 
They didn't sign anyone big. They got like Wilmer Flores. True. I think they win like seventy-two games tops. Because this team is not no a team that's going to be winning a lot of games. Well, we won't see him in the postseason. That's for sure. No, the NL is just too good this year. Speaking of teams in the NL that are just too good this year, uh, the Atlanta Braves. They won 90 games in 2018. Their 2019 win total is set at 86 and a half. Over. I got over on that. Well over the over. I'm thinking like 94 wins or something this season. Oh, that's well. That, that's actually a little high. Actually, I'll, I'll give them like 92. I don't know why they set it at 90. They added Donaldson to that no, team. No, that they, was they, like, ah. I don't know. I mean, they. They're setting it at eighty six and a half, not ninety. That's that's what I meant. Like, I don't. That seems low. Well, I mean, for I a think team that was. I think they're good. better because the NL East got a lot better for like three of the teams this year. Yeah, but they added Donaldson. It's not like they digressed Don- or I didn't mean, even change. Donaldson's got a lot of question marks because he was hurt for a lot of last year. He looked good when he was healthy, but there's a big question about if he's healthy. That's true. But, I don't know. They're going to be over. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, I love this. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles, 2018, they were set at 47. They had 47 wins. 2019, their 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 win total projection is 59 and a half. Um, Under. <laughs> I think they're going to have. They're going to win less than 47 games this year. That's a very generous line. Uh, generous is. That it's generous to call that generous. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but no, um, no. This team's gonna win like 40 games max. It's they didn't add anybody. They only lost talent and yeah, they didn't like they they increase. They're they're in full on tank mode right now. This team is not in any position to win <sighs> for the next half a decade. Yeah, they're going under 59 by a lot. Like I said, I think they regress from last season in terms of wins. I don't know about that. I think they're going to stay in that area, but 59 is way too high. Moving on, keeping in the AL East, the Boston Red Sox, we all remember how they won 108 games last season. Uh, Their win total projection is 94.5. I'm going to say over. Because I feel 94 and a half is a little low. Even if you don't like the Red Sox, go, they're not going to lose 13 and a half less games. I mean, they could. I mean, I don't, that's not... I don't think so. Because they didn't get better. They got noticeably worse. So right, Noticeably is being... I mean, they lost every, every piece of... The bullpen that was even the slightest amount of hopeful is gone. Like there is nothing in there. Uh, all right, that's that's a bit of a casual take, but I I mean they lost Kelly and Kimber, who were their top two. All right, you were slandering Kelly all last he was still, season. He was still top two. Like it's not Kimbrel, deniable. Yeah, Kimbrel isn't ideal, but they've still got bullpen arms that don't that aren't terrible. I wouldn't say this bullpen's mm. really shit. It's not. Is it ideal? No, of course not. I would rather. I, don't really, I wouldn't call it an MLB bullpen. <laughs> I think I would, but you know, I think you would have to because it technically is. And they got some talent in the bullpen. I mean, who would you say is their best bullpen? Ryan Brazier, easily. 
Brazier. Brazier's probably, really yeah. fucking good. Brazier's Brazier's decent. I mean, Brazier's a really good bullpen arm. I don't think that bullpen is enough. It's bad enough for them to lose that many more games. Exactly. I think this team can still lose ninety-seven games. But then again, like I just these first two games of the year. They throw their two best guys, and they both get shelled, and they have to go to the bullpen. They can't do that every night. Obviously, they, they can't ha- do that every night. I mean, at least the offense is fighting back in this one. They were down 6-1 at one point. Now it's 6-4. Oh, did they, did they bet a little bit? Yeah, J.D. Martinez and Christian Vasquez both homered. Oh, well, I mean, because of the first game, the bats didn't come out at all, and it no, showed. They, 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 by the time the bats were starting to get hot, it was just out of hand really badly. Um, if I, I mean, obviously not every game is going to be like that, but I mean, I'm going to take the over. I mean, I could see it really going either way, but I'm going to take the over. I think that's a safer option. All right, moving over to the Chicago Cubs. 2018, they won 95. The over/under for this season for them is eighty-eight and a half. I got the over. Yeah, I got the over. That seems they didn't add anyone major in free agency. They didn't lose anybody. They didn't. They didn't lose anybody either. So, I, I still think this team will win around ninety-two games. That team is a good team, man. Yeah. That NL Central is. NL Central is very very interesting. That NL Central, they might have three playoff teams this year. You know, I think they're only gonna bring one, but I, I, mean, I think it's I gonna be two. Te- I think it's gonna be two teams out of the NL East and two out of the Central, with the West just having one. I don't know, man. That Central's very actually good. shit. I don't even know because because the Cardinals are very good now. Yeah, uh, did you see that Paul Goldschmidt? Car- I think he hit two yes. two home runs today. No, I think he hit three. He hit three today. Yeah, he hit three. <laughs> Uh, I love I love Paul Goldschmidt, dude. He hit one in the first, one in the sixth, and one in the seventh. Yeah, he hit three. Jesus, man's an yeah. Animal. And they got him on a super cheap deal too. Yeah, they didn't give up a lot. No, he, that's like that's one of those signings that's like we're gonna look dude, at that at the end of the season. And we're gonna wonder how the hell did they? I get just want to say team? this about the Diamondbacks: the Diamondbacks in the last two off seasons. Let JD Martinez, Patrick Corbin, <laughs> uh, what's his name, AJ Pollock, and Goldschmidt all walk for like nothing, for no return at all. Man, that that is just terrible. And the last two off seasons, last those are four. That's four all That's four all stars. Well, let's let's just take a look at that now. What did JD Martinez do last season? Oh, he was only like number two in the MLB in home runs. Uh, one, two silver, silver sluggers in yeah. different positions, which I don't know if that should necessarily be allowed, but it, it was. So <laughs> apparently, it is. But um, the it, yeah. why are they even? Who who's running this franchise? <laughs> uh, hopefully they're hopefully they're trying to tank, and that's the like, objective, or else like that's borderline <laughs> what the Marlins are doing, bro. The Marlins had the last three MVPs in the NL. They did. <laughs> None did. of them played for him anymore. <laughs> oh god, this is bad, bro. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's grimy. The Marlins 
and the Diamondbacks, the two worst-run franchises in Major League. I don't know, and they're in terrible places. They're in places that no one cares about baseball. Too. Honestly, like, you could even toss the Padres into the mix, but they got Manny Machado. I mean... Well, yeah. That, that, that doesn't... They did something, they so... They did something, so you can't really toss them into the same, uh... And they have a great farm, so it's like... Well, personally, right? apparently they have a great farm. We haven't seen much they of it yet. They have Tatis and Mejia. They very do, yes. Players. But uh, we got we got to see him first. I, I'm not a big fan of judging him off the farm talent. I know that's uh, not a. I know a lot of people will use that as a good metric, but I'm. Well, you have to. I know. You know like, I know, but the, I, there's always the bust potential, and. I don't know. Based on what we've seen from the farm, those guys are. Especially Mejia. Mejia is definitely going to be a good MLB talent. It's definitely going to be a team that we're going to look at. We're going. I'll say look to, uh, look at them a few years from now before like yeah. you can't really make a, uh, a decision about them right now. That's a team you have to get back to in a few years. This is the next team. This is the, the next Cubs, team. Right? So we just talked about the Cubs, uh, the Chicago White Sox. They won sixty two mm-hmm. in twenty eighteen. The over under seventy four and a half. Um, under. I'll go under. the under by a little bit. I feel like they're. I feel like the AL Central is actually not going to totally suck this year. <laughs> You're wrong. It's not gonna totally suck. No, it's gonna totally suck. It's gonna totally suck. Apparently, They're, I guarantee you, the Indians are gonna come out that shit with like an 81-81 record, like, and still win the division. Yeah, and, and, and we're gonna have like the hundred and five win Yankees play the wild card game. <laughs> like, no, nah, I'm not. Red Sox aren't getting hundred five wins, not this year. So I'm not worried about that. But <sighs> don't count out the Rays. The Rays, they at least might put up three, three fucking playoff teams too. They very well could. I mean, we were really good. Uh, but before we go to the uh, the AL Central again, we're gonna take a little stop in Cincinnati. Uh, they won sixty seven games. Their their over under is actually exactly seventy nine. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna go over. Really, I'm going over. You're going. Yeah, over. they added Puig. They're not that. Is Puig bad. really gonna add? Uh, twelve wins like that though. I don't. I they don't added know. other people. I can't remember. I don't know like, if they're necessarily gonna win twelve more games. The NL Central is very competitive this year. I don't think the Reds have what it takes to be competitive. Yeah, right you're right. They're I'm like gonna the go only... under. I'm gonna say that they go like mm-hmm. seventy four wins or something like that. I I'll go under by a little. I mean, I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna go under by a little. But I I don't feel like the Reds are that bad. No. I I don't. It's not necessarily that they're bad. It's just the NL Central is very. The good. NL Central is very good. They're like the only bad team in the NL Central. Yeah, exactly. That's my that's my reason <laughs> with that. All right. They're so the only team not like you know that isn't competitive this year. I'd yeah. Say. So uh, back into the AL Central, the Indians, they won ninety one last year. Won in that shithole of a division. Their over under is ninety and a half. I'm going to actually, this is going to be a little funny. I'm going to actually take the under here. I don't know. I, you cut out when you said the number. Right uh, the over-under is 90 and a half. I'm taking Ooh, the under. under. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to take the yeah. under on a couple games. Just yeah, because Lindor is missing some time. Lindor is so going to miss a good amount of time. And um, there's, I, I wasn't really sure how to how to like justify that. I just think that the... The AL Central is actually going to have a bit more of an improvement this year. 
there's it's hard to get worse it's it's hard to get worse so there really is only no place to go but up but i feel like the indians aren't just gonna cruise like that maybe they will but it's not gonna be as much of a gap indians are gonna come out of the central but they're gonna win that division by default but yeah it's they're not gonna go very far all right so next up the colorado rockies won 91 games last year this year their over under is 84 and a half over. Over easily. I mean, they lost a couple people, like Lemathieu and and Tulitsky, but... Hey, well, no, Tulitsky, was, f- he was a Blue Jay, wasn't he? Or did they bring him back to college? Oh, was he? I have no idea where he came from. Well, he was definitely on the Blue Jays, but I don't know if they brought him back to the Rockets. I have no idea, but I they lost Lemathieu, but they'll be fine. I don't think is going to make that big of a difference. I think that's no, it's going to be fine. Yeah, they're gonna. They did lose Adovino too. Adovino, yeah, that's gonna be the big one. <laughs> all these Rocky players wanted to just come to New York for some reason. <laughs> I mean, you got cool. We're not getting Arenado though, but hey, I'll take Adovino. Yeah, in before eight years from now, fucking Arenado signs a mega deal with New York. No, we wouldn't give him that. Eight years. I'm sure you would. Eight years from now, he's not gonna be worth it. But what if he is? Um, if he is, then God bless him. He might be a good DH eight years from now. He could. I mean, he's got good pop. Although we don't know how that translates out of Colorado, though. That is that is true. Yeah. You see, physics comes out of me every now and then, and I don't sound like a complete dumbass. <laughs> and then I say something that makes me look like a dumbass again. But moving on, uh, we're going to Detroit. They won 64 last year. They're projected to actually win 68 and a half. I'll, I'll take the over. I'll, I'll give them the over by like a game or two. I mean, this, that division stinks. <laughs> yeah, I'll give them the over, though. Why not? Uh, the Houston Astros won 103 in 2018. 2019, they're saying 96 and a half. I'll take the over. I will take the over as well. Yeah, I think they're, they're still good. They are still good. I mean, they lost a couple of starting pitchers, but they brought a couple in. Yeah, I think they're going to be fine. It, it's not like they lost any major talent that they didn't just replace afterwards. I don't yeah. understand. I mean, the AL West... You got them, you got the Athletics, and like the, the Angels got Mike Trout, I guess. I mean, that's... And the Mariners are... Uh, I shouldn't... I, I'm not going to slander the Mariners, because obviously... Yeah, you probably shouldn't right now. It's probably not a smart idea right now. Um, But, I mean, the, the AL West, outside of them and the A's, it's not like a crazy, crazy good division. I mean, it's not like the Texas Rangers are winning this division this year. No. Definitely not. Yeah. Uh, Alright, the Kansas City Royals. Oh, dear God. What's their line? They won 58 last year. They're over under 69 and a half, and I think I'm taking the under on this one. I'm probably going to agree with you on that one, bro. <laughs> this division fucking sucks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I told it's you. So, they stink. I know it sucks. It's so bad. How is this team in the World Series three years ago? They won it three years ago. 
Yeah, they won a World Series. Yeah. Well, actually, it was four years ago because it's 2019 now, but still. Yeah, they won a World Series this decade. <laughs> how, I ask, how? How did they do that from winning the World Series to winning less than six Well, years? next time Meek fills on, we'll ask him. I, that, that, that's a little cold. That, <laughs> I don't that's, care. that's actually a little. Uh... I don't really care. All right. Uh, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, they won 80 games last year. Uh, they Their projection's 82 and a half. And I'm not really sure to take the over or under on this one. I think I'll take the over by a little bit because I'm doing this on the uh, assumption that Shohei Otani's going to be healthy this year. Well, he's going to hit. They're only he's having, not going to pitch. They're only, they're only having him hit now? No, he, he's not going to pitch. The pitching experiment is over? No, but for this year it is because he just had Tommy John. <laughs> All right, so yeah, keeping him at DH might be a good idea then. Yeah, probably just DH. So yeah, I can I could slot him in for like eighty five wins, maybe. It's not gonna make him to, it's not gonna get him to the playoffs, but Yeah, slot me in for that much. Uh the Los Angeles Dodgers, they won ninety two games last year. Their over under is ninety three and a half. Uh they lost Puig, they lost Machado, but they got AJ Pollock. They got Joe yeah. Kelly. Um They're getting they got Dozier and uh, Seager now. True, true. And they got them. So they are good. Yeah. Um, I'll take the some, over. I'll take the over, like 94, 95 wins. It's not going to be anything crazy above that or anything crazy below that. They're going to stagnate around the 93-win mark. Uh, oh, dear. Uh, the Miami Marlins, 63 wins last year. The over-under, 63 and a half. Um... Under. I'm going to take the under, honestly. God, this, I don't even know. Is this franchise going to be tanking five years from now? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Uh, why did baseball have such shitty teams sometimes? It's like always. I know, there's always a really shitty team, and it always seems like, I mean, let's just remember, the Orioles were a playoff team a few years ago, and they were really good. Like twenty fourteen. Yeah. Was the Chris Davis deal like shattered? How many years is left on that Chris Davis deal? Too many. <laughs> that that doesn't really answer my question because one yeah, year, well, one year would know. be too many. Just too many, bro. Alright, let's just uh I'm take I'm gonna just Oh, he's he's not out till twenty twenty three. Yeah. Oh yeah, sh- shocker. Guess who his agent is? I it reminds us. It rhymes with bot scorus. Yeah. Listen. All right. <laughs> yeah. Scott Boris is an evil man. Destroyer of teams. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, they won ninety six games last year. Their over under is eighty six and a half. And I can't help but say over on this one. I know they just lost their closer. Maybe that's just opening the way for a Craig Campbell signing. Who knows? But um, I don't see why the Brewers don't win 90-plus this year. Yeah, they're, they're stacked. Man. I mean, Yelich is a baller. MVP. 
Uh, yeah, definitely won MVP. Could definitely win it again this year because, you know, he's that, good. that fucking good. I, I I think this is a very disrespectful uh, over-under. And I think that might be actually the most disrespectful one on this list. Yeah, they're definitely getting the over. Uh, the Minnesota Twins, they won 78. Their over-under is 84 and a half. Uh, slight under. Yeah, I'm probably going to go the under on that one, too. I mean, it's I mean just... Nelson Cruz is not going to bring six and a half wins like that. Especially yeah. when he's like 39 or something. He's too old to be doing all that. <laughs> really, yeah. he's not. He ain't carrying a team like that. This, this ain't the 2011 Rangers anymore. Adrian Beltre is not walking through that door, fans. <laughs> uh, there ain't no Prince Fielder on that team anymore. All right. Um, you Darvish is not walking through that you door. You Darvish. I wanted to mention him, but I forgot his name. God damn. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, the New York Mets, they won 77. Uh, their over under is 85 and a half. Is Robbie Cano bring an eight and a half win? No, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under. Unless the offense starts producing for DeGrom and he wins more than nine games this year. I mean, we'll have to see. They got to stay healthy, too, and they haven't been able to that's, do that. In like, well, that's also a decade. Yes. Uh, let's just see. Because, you know, hey, if the offense can show up. Those DeGrom and Syndergaard performances, those are going to start adding up very quickly. Yeah, they will, but I don't know. I don't see him winning eight more than last year. Yeah, it's an, I'll give him the under for right now, but if that offense can start showing up, and who knows, maybe Robertson Cano can uh, really help with that. But uh, I don't know. Moving on to your New York Yankees. Uh, they won 100 games last year. Their over-under is at 96.5. I'm going to say they're going to wind up at around the 97-98 win range this year. Mm-mm. You think it's going to be way more? I guess triple digits again. You think triple digits again? All right. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, we got out of, you know, you know which is better than any bullpen piece we lost. True. Um, true. It, it really depends for me um, on Gary... Because if Gary stays healthy and produces like he was before Stan got there, that's that's more than 100 wins. Because we broke the home run record and had 100 wins without Gary Sanchez for like 75% of the year. Like, this team could win 100 plus. Yeah, that's true. They could. I mean, they won 100 last year, so if and it seems like they only kind of got better in terms of, like, offense. Like, if Gary Sanchez can come back and... The problem, well, the other problem is we don't have Didi for a while. And I mean, you got Digital Mayhew, who doesn't have the offensive production. That's not Didi. Yeah, isn't he Didi. doesn't got Didi's offense, but defensively, he's still a solid defensive piece. So I'm, I'm taking, I'm definitely taking the over on him, though, for yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, actually, one thing I wanted to say about Gary Sanchez, he should probably stop pimping the fly balls unless he's absolutely sure they're gone because I don't know if he saw that in opening day, but uh, well, I was actually watching that game in class when he did that, and um, that let's good. just say there were more than a couple giggles in that class because I was not the only one watching that game. 
And did you giggle at the final score of the Red Sox game, too? All right, that was coming, and I understand that. Um, yeah, listen, bro, when you, when you give me a when you give me a, a spike setup, I'm just gonna you think I'm gonna do not spike it. I mean, it was still funny watching him pimp that fly out, but. Well, I would say it was funny watching the Red Sox lose twelve four, but I saying I watched it would would be a stretch. I mean, at least I watched the game, but uh, I well, Sweet Sixteen was on, so no. I was watching good. both. Yeah, okay, watching both. Let's just say the how much I watched gradually shifted towards college basketball as time went on, but uh. For the Oakland Athletics, they won 97 games last year. They got them going down to 83 and a half games. That's another really disrespectful. Oh, that's over. I, mean, I see him digressing, but not that much. I mean, yeah, Sean Manaya is hurt for a while, but really, you're gonna have him go down 14 games. Uh, 14? Like that? I don't know about that. That's, They're gonna get that's over a that. Much. They're that's gonna, over that. This team's still winning like what 88 games, I'd say. At they least. could still win around 80, 90 games for sure. Like. Come on, that's just a bad. That's a bad one, man. Yeah, that's that's tough. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies—they won eighty games last year. Over. Uh, well, I didn't even say what the over/under was, but uh, eighty-nine and a just half a is the over/under. Over Give him the over on here, even though Bryce Harper kind of sucked in his in his uh, Phillies debut. That's not gonna. It, it's not like that's gonna be every game. He's gonna start smacking the ball around he'll be getting back up to his usual numbers it, it, it this team is winning 92 games uh the pittsburgh pirates won 82 games oh really i thought they won i didn't know they won that many games uh all right well anyways uh their over under is 77 and a half I'll give him. I'm gonna say the under by like a little bit, just cause like. I know the Pirates ain't good. They're they're just kind of there, existing. Mm -hmm. They haven't. They. Uh, I mean, they they didn't really bring anyone big in. Uh, I don't really know a lot about the Pirates, so. <laughs> I don't pay attention to Pittsburgh sports all that much. Truth yeah, I'm, Holy I'm fuck! The Red gonna... Sox are back and they are are winning. Oh yeah, they they hit a home run or something. I don't know, but I was just look. I I was looking at the standings. Yeah, Mitch Moreland did a three run home run. Well, you finally are on top of those scrappy, gutted out tanking Marlins. So good job. First off, it's the Mariners. I met them. It's late. It's one twenty in the morning. Fuck! It is one twenty in the morning. Ins insert insert gutted tanking team here. I mean, they're three and zero right now, so. Oh, stop! Those games in Japan don't count. <laughs> they do for the record. That was a pro that was propaganda for each year. All those games don't count, bro. Hey, I mean, whatever, man. All right. Um, shit. Where? What was I talking about? Yeah, over unders for teams. We're talking like Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, we're talking the Pirates. That's right. Yeah. They're gonna win. They're gonna go under. So under seventy-seven and a half. Uh, we are not good at this podcast thing, are we? <laughs> um, that, that's not for us to answer, is it? I guess we'll let the viewers do the talking or the listeners. Yeah, they're really viewing that picture of the IWH logo right now. Yeah, with those unlisted YouTube videos. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, nobody needs to know about those unlisted YouTube videos. Yeah, can't be told the, can't be real in the yeah, process. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, pod, Pirates, give them the under. Uh, the San Diego Padres, they won 66 last year. Their projection is 78 and a half. Over, come on now. I'm going to say the under. Mm, no, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I they're going to win like eighty games. I still think they're tanking, and I don't think they're going to win that many games. I think they're going to I think this is, this is, I it's think that what they're doing right now is they went heavy on Machado right now while they're tanking, and then the, his contract is going to like start to fizzle out in terms of like dollars per year, and that's when they're going to start bringing in more talent and shit like that. So they're going to keep a high tier player in Manny Machado. While being able to afford more talent, they're going to have more of their young guys developing in their farm systems. Like I said earlier, give this team three or four years, and they're going to start becoming a really good powerhouse team in the West. Bold of them to think that's going to make people care about baseball in San Diego. Well, SoCal isn't exactly known for baseball outside of the Dodgers. It's going to be Dodger Town, bro. Has <laughs> it, it, it not already been Dodger Town? It's been Dodger Town since they moved there. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you're not wrong, but... Um, the San Francisco Giants, they won 73 games last year. Uh, they're over under 73 and a half, so I guess Drew Pomeranz really brings you half a win here, but... Uh, Drew Pomeranz brings you half a win? <laughs> no, he, he makes you lose games. He doesn't make you win games, silly. Believe me, I know. Um, um, I don't know. Like, is Hunter Pence still a giant or something? I don't know. Is Hunter Pence still playing baseball? Because the last time I thought about Hunter Pence was back. Tim Tim Lincecum and Hunter Pence. Last time I thought about Hunter Pence was when he was doing Twitch live streams. Oh, brother. I I don't know. The under, I guess. I I looked on the Giants uh, ESPN page. First article that pops up, Giants have the oldest team in the MLB. Great. That's that's what you want. That is that is what you want, indeed. So, so I guess Tim Lincecum's corpse is still going out there. Uh, they've, still Madison, they've still got Bad- Madison Bumgarner. Well, I would assume so. He's good. Yeah, he's pretty young. Um, um I'm, I'll take the under. Again. Yeah, I'll take the under. Oh wait, I completely forgot about the goat. Uh, all-time finesse threat legend Pablo Sandoval. Can't forget about oh, yeah. him at third base. Yeah, but he belongs in the Giants. He he actually he's, didn't. Su- he actually doesn't suck with the Giants. He's good on the Giants, right? He's a big part of their dominance this decade. Yeah. That people do not remember in the slightest, but it happened. The Giants yeah, won like Giants three won World Series. That, they won like three out of five or something like that, right? Yeah, something stupid. Yeah, it was the whole is the even years thing. That was what twelve fourteen. I know, 10, 12, 10, 14? Yeah, 10, 12, 14. Because oh 16 God, was bro. the Cubs. Jeez. That's right, the Cubs People also won a World forget. Series this decade. Like yeah, so did the, like the Royals. Well, we, we've already talked about why about the Royals. We, we know why they don't talk about that anymore, because <laughs> they won 58 games this year. Who's the mo- who do you think the most random team to win a World Series this decade was? Probably the Royals. Definitely the Royals. Or like, well, I guess in terms of history, the Cubs, but the Cubs were good, so... That Cubs team was uh, super good. Like, that was a World that, Series or best team right there. Um, <laughs> I would say, I don't know, either the Giants... I think the... What do you think's more random? The Giants just winning, like, three of the first four 
or like three of the first like five World Series, or the Royals winning one. Oh, easily the Royals because that team came out of no. That team came from nowhere. That team, no, that team was best teams in baseball for a couple years, and then they just went back to nothing. That team went to a World Series before there. Yeah, they lost to the Giants the year before. Yeah, and then they beat the Mets. They were filthy for like three years, and then they just turned into nothing again. And then they gutted their team again. It's a circle. Whit Merrifield. Next team. What was the next team? The next team is the Seattle Mariners. They won 89 last year. Another team I didn't know won that many games, but I guess... Yeah, they were pretty decent. I know they were. I know they came very close. Uh, Their win-loss projection is 71.5 for wins. Over. Yeah, easily the over. Considering they already have, like, three. Yeah. When everyone else either has one or two. I mean, they're the only team in... Well, they've played three games this year, and... The only team that's played more is the A's right now. They've only played four, so. That's true. Yeah, give me the over on that easily. Yeah, I'll take the over on it. Okay, here's one that's also kind of disrespectful, and it's mostly because of one thing. The St. Louis Cardinals, 88 wins last year, 88 and a half this year. Are you telling me Paul Goldschmidt only adds half a win? He's gonna add a little more. He's he had three home runs today. He he's three home runs today. He's so that's already run. that's already half a win. <laughs> yeah, give me the over by a good amount. They might even that's, just win the central. Bro, bro, like they had Matt Carpenter and Paul Goldschmidt. People forget Matt Carpenter was like an MVP Matt, candidate this year. Matt Carpenter was probably like second or third in MVP. He was number third, I want to say. You behind like Baez and Yelich. I don't remember who the I don't remember what the standings themselves were, but it was like by it was like him and then Baez and then Yelich won. I think that's how it went, but I don't really remember. Bro, people gotta understand. Bro, Paul Goldschmidt and Matt Carpenter that might be the best corner like hitters, like the best first and third hitters in the league. Well, I don't know about that. Well, Carpenter's not one of the better. Third baseman, I guess you could say, but Goldschmidt is up there for number one first baseman. Yeah, for sure. And Carpenter, I mean, I wouldn't take him over like Arenado or Hanley or someone like that, but he can hit. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. All right, uh, we're getting down to the home stretch here. The Tampa Bay Rays, who shocked everyone by winning 90 games last year. Only eighty four and a half for the over under. Pound the over. over on that because over Blake Snell's gonna have a monster year for him. Offensively, they're still really good. I think they got Charlie Morton in the offseason, didn't they? I think so. I'm not sure. If they got Charlie I didn't Morton, keep, I didn't keep up with the moves that much. But yeah, he is he is with the Rays right now, so definitely. I mean, he's 35, so he's definitely on the back end of his career, but he's still really, he's still a really good pitcher. And they got the number one option with Snell. He, Morton's probably going to be like a number two or a number three option right there, and that's a really good number two or number three. So, yeah, I mean, those Rays are going to be good, man. They are. AL East is going to be fun to watch. Other than the other two. Other the, the top three, that's going to be really good, though. <laughs> top three is going to be good. Everyone else top three is going to be really good to make up for the fact that the bottom two teams suck ass. Yeah, listen, bro. 
Hey, Camden Yards is nice, though. Camden Yards is probably the best baseball stadium to watch a game at. It's probably because nobody goes there. Well, maybe the atmosphere. <laughs> so, it's, on that. It's, so it's super clean. It's like, it's like the goes. one. It's like the one like uh, shining part of Baltimore. Everything else just looks like depression, and then you see Camden Yards, and it, it, it just makes you feel happy. Uh, okay, I mean, no one goes there, so it's clean all the time. Maybe that's maybe that's part of it. Actually, that's probably exactly why. But uh... yes, that's probably why. <laughs> uh, we slandered so many people this episode. This is Who cares? this is IWH after hours, ladies and gentlemen. Bro, it really is. It's one thirty in the morning. <laughs> Holy shit! I need to sleep. All right. Uh, the Texas Rangers—they won sixty-seven games last year. The over/unders at seventy-one. Who the fuck Under. cares? <laughs> Under. Who cares? I agree. Uh, Toronto won seventy-three last year. They're mm, over under seventy four and a half under. Mm, I might go over. Uh, I'm gonna go under. They still got good pitching. They got good pitching, but that's literally Wait. all they have. I mean, yeah, but like the Nationals have the same thing. No, the Actually, Nationals got no, no. some. Nationals, Nationals got like a couple. And batters. they also got uh, the the Nationals also have the most. They also have the best pitching rotation in the MLB in terms of starters. That's also true. They've Corbin Scherzer and Strasburg. All right. Those are three number ones right there. <laughs> so those, those, all those guys would be number ones on other teams. A lot of other teams, those are number one options. And they got... The, Steven Strasburg's like their number three or something like that. Yeah, he's like, their, he's like their three. Which is ridiculous. Speaking of which, the Nationals, 82 wins last year. Despite losing Bryce Harper, they're still expected to go up six and a half wins. Uh, Do you so think 80, what, 88 and a half? 88 and a half, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You see, I would say um, normally I'll just say around that area, but I think it's going to go a little bit under just because Raza said, watch this be the year that they go on to the playoffs and win a playoff series without Harper. I'm going under. but I'm going to say under like 86 or something like that. Yeah, but I don't know. I, they, I don't feel like they're getting eighty-eight. Eighty-eight seems like a little much, especially with how the uh, a, the NL East has looked this year. All right, I'd give you a recap, but this is thirty MLB teams, and truth be told, I've already forgotten half of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to recap, just replay it, bro. <laughs> yeah, this is only a while, so. uh yeah, uh, we got one more thing to talk about. It's a quick little football segment because... Uh, no, no. Awards. Oh, fuck me. I forgot about the awards. All right. Uh, um, relax. Sorry, I'm, I'm exhausted. Uh, so we're going to go MVP, Rookie of the Year, and Silent. Yes. Only, only three. Those are the three that I like are the most important. Uh, so uh, starting off, AL MVP, who you got and why? Actually, on... Uh, Buzz Buzz Tower, which is uh, Meek Phil's podcast. I said Aaron Judge. Um, I feel like it's Aaron Judge's time. You know, he's a one-time MVP. Don't don't at me about that one either. Um, I got I got questions, but I'll save that for the afterward. Uh, he, I think it's time, man. I think it's time to show everyone that he is MVP worthy. I mean, everyone knows. Everyone knows. Like he's the he's like the face of baseball. Yeah, give him MVP at some point. Uh, he he's definitely the face of baseball. He plays in the biggest market. He's very talented. I mean, you gotta give him face to baseball. I, you know, 
I, I don't know if I can agree with that. I well, of course you can't, but people with brains well, can. I I enjoy watching Aaron Judge play baseball. He's very fun to watch. I, I you know he might be on a team I don't like, but that doesn't mean I can't appreciate watching a guy mash a ball four hundred and eighty feet consistently. But to call him the face of baseball, I mean that that should be reserved. Oh, for who would you guy. call? Who would you call the face of baseball? Mike Trout. <sighs> The problem with Trout is, like, cause no one cares. No one cares because his team sucks, <laughs> but he puts up MVP-worthy numbers every goddamn Yes, season. but that's the problem, that's, though. He's like, the only that's... reason why his team's remotely relevant. It's not It's not about that, though, when it comes to face of baseball. I understand Trout is a better player. I understand that he's, you know, more talented. But, I mean, we're I talking know, I about... Like... We're talking about New York compared to a team... I don't know. I feel like, like if I'm, the, if I'm not the public, I see Aaron Judge... I'm not seeing Aaron Judge because I recognize that it's Aaron Judge necessarily. I recognize Aaron Judge because he's six foot five that's, and he's the guy that plays baseball. He's he's six eight. Six, six eight, six. He's very tall. <laughs> he's a tall man. He's a large individual. He's a grizzly um, man that plays baseball. No, because it's like Trout plays on a team in LA that's not even the team in LA. You know. I mean, technically, well, Judge they're plays, in, technically, they're not even in L.A. They're in Anaheim. Okay, yeah, they're the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, which is stupid. I mean, they're, they're just leeching off Los Angeles at that point. Anaheim is not even that close, but whatever. <laughs> for, um, but they play in a team in California that is not the team in California. Well, I mean, New York, New York is run by the Yankees. New York is overwhelmingly run by the Yankees. And when you put a guy like Judge on the Yankees that's that good, you've got to give him face baseball. You see, I, I mean, just, I don't know. I mean, Mike Trout, he's got offensive production. He's got the defensive production. I understand that, like, you know. So does Judge. Judge, Judge listen, does bro. not have the defense. Judge got the, bro. He's got a fucking rocket for an arm, but he's. He's got the rocket for an arm. He takes home runs away just by sticking his glove over the wall. Because he's six foot eight. Yeah, but how's that his how's that his fault? I didn't say it was his fault. <laughs> Bro, Judge is just that man, but I got him for L M V P this year. His second one. His second one. Hmm. Must have missed that yeah. first one in twenty seventeen. Yeah, he was fucking robbed of his first one, but it's whatever. It's you know cool. What? We we don't need to get into a debate about that, but Oh, he was absolutely robbed. No one can even tell anyone different at this point. Can't just take rookie of the year and go with it. No, he no, he needed an MVP too. He had to, because it was his. All right, all right. If I said the reason why he lost it, the show would never get credibility. So I ain't, I ain't go, I ain't go open my mouth about that one. But maybe a good idea then. Yeah, I ain't go, I ain't go. Maybe, maybe once the camera's turned off. <laughs> all right, so. <laughs> This seems like a pretty cop out pick. It's it's the one that you can pick every year. Uh, I've already made my trout. Picks for him. I think Trout is gonna show us why he's worth four hundred million dollars. That would be my second option. I'm not saying it's a bad one. But... No, it's just I don't know. I, I don't like picking Trout to win MVP because you know, it, it, you know he's gonna win it. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like well maybe not this year but like Braun most other years. It's like you know he's the best, but like we gotta if give you, MVP gotta, to someone else. You gotta have something to talk about. Yeah, I mean, people know why Mike Trout's gonna be an MVP candidate till he's forty. 
I mean, D Rose out here running around with the MVP, but we ain't gonna talk about that one. I mean, D Rose had a monster season when he was younger. Hey, man. He, he earned that MVP. Let's not let's not slander the king now. The king? No, he's not actually the king, but. Say, <laughs> you wouldn't know that if NBA Twitter was around. Well, that's true. All right, so uh, you want to go through the AL awards first, or do you want to go just by like award itself? So like, well, well, we already we'll just we'll finish off the AL and then go to NL. All right, so let's go to the AL Cy Young. Who do you got? I said either um one of the I actually had like I was kind of in a toss up between um Kluber and someone else on the Indians, Trevor Bauer. Really? Um, I think yeah. Mm. I'm I'm indifferent about them, honestly. Um, I I really think Kluber and Bauer have talent to be Cy Young winners. You know, I think their stats are going to be pretty inflated because they're playing in a division that is. Uh, it, it's yeah, it, it's it's hard to count it as an actual division. Well, you have to per rules. Yeah, but it's but it's a division know, based on technicalities. I'm gonna say I don't know. I, I'm really sticking to that Kluber and Bayer pick, though. Or Bayer, not. I mean, they both can't win, but. All right. I'm going with them. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Um. So I also have two picks. And one of them is Kluber. Because I think he is the best overall pitcher in the American League. But here's another name. I'm gonna say Blake Snell has a chance of going back to back. Because holy well, he shit, does, yeah, yeah, Snell Blake is amazing. Snell is so fucking good. I Blake Snell is just—he's insane. He got a handsome but, contract extension this off season. Uh, he's gonna prove why he's worth it, and he's gonna be a big awesome. part of why the Rays are gonna be a successful team this year. Yeah, Blake Snell is incredible, man. All right, and AL Rookie of the Year. Uh, I'll start this one off because I've been very vocal about him. I think Vladdy Jr. is going to show up sometime. I think he's going to. You don't think he's going to show up this year? I think this year Vladdy Jr. is going to show no. up. Show. If he showed up this year, yes. I think he's going. Um, I think they're going to call him up soon just to see what he's got. I mean, if he does get called up, then yeah, that would be my pick. That's the problem. I don't know if he'll get called up. I mean, I'm um, on a limb here, and I'm going to say that they're going to call him up. All right, so who do you, who do you have for AL Rookie of the Year? Unless you're saying Vladdy Jr. as well. I I mean I guess I'll see Vladdy Jr. But I don't know if he gets called up. That's kind of my problem. Do you have someone in case he doesn't get called up or? Not really. Yeah, I can't really think of that many other rookies that are like. No, that pitcher on the White Sox. I don't remember his name. Because he plays for the White Sox. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Let's just move over to the NL then, because we got some fun ones to talk about here. Who do you go for NL MVP? Don't got, steal my pick. I got Mr. Goldschmidt himself. <laughs> I had, to be fair, I had it before the no, home no, game tonight. No. I had that. I had no, that before. No, no, no. It's fine. Yeah, yeah it's it's okay. You know, it's, it's it's fine, dude. It really is. Um, 
because I, I have Paul, too. I think Paul's going to have an MVP year. Um, he's just insane. I mean, he hit, like, for, like, the third time we're mentioning it, he hit three home runs today. Um, yikes. <laughs> I, I just got to have, I got to vote for Paul, man. All right, uh, NL Cy Young. <sighs> oh, man. I don't remember who I... I think I might have said Scherzer on the Buzz to Tower. And I think I'm going to stick with Scherzer because... Or De, I might have said DeGrom or Scherzer. I don't know. I think just Scherzer just has a better year. Well, truth be told, I had another two for and it was Scherzer and DeGrom, so I'm undecided. Like I well, will... I mean, those are like the two obvious ones. Hang on, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip a coin on my phone right now. We're just gonna see how that goes. Uh, <laughs> hey Siri, flip a coin. You could do that. I don't I don't have Siri enabled right now, so. What? I didn't have Siri enabled. There was some reason for it, and it was like I I disabled it at some point, but. All right, so it's gonna be heads for Degrom, tails for Scherzer. It is. Tails. I'll go Scherzer. Alright, fair enough. Gotta love randomness. Alright, and NL Rookie of the Year. I'm going with Francisco Mejia of the Padres. Yep, yep, that's who I had. Awesome. What about Fernando Tatis Jr.? Tatis, yeah, he's... It's between... He had two home runs the other day, I think. Did he? I guess... He might have. That might be propaganda. I don't know. <laughs> propaganda, is that what we're calling it now? Yeah, uh, well, fake news, maybe. A lot of fake news out there nowadays. That's why you turn to IWH for your unbiased, nationally syndicated <laughs> sports journalism and shit. Alright. I, my, my, my brain's getting fried. Let's just talk football. Alright, uh, well, we got a small... So the NFL made a rule that you can now challenge um, pass interference. Yes, um, and that is huge. That is that is a little. A, I don't know how it's gonna go. So, so how do you feel? Like, do you agree with it? First of all, yes, because I suffered through almost a decade of Rob Gronkowski getting held oh every God. other play. So I'd be not. Oh. It'd be nice to see that. Uh, Why did I ask? It'd be nice to see that this is at least getting rectified now. Um, obviously, in non-Boston sports-related things, we saw what happened in the in uh, the NFC Championship, and that obviously should have been a pass interference. I don't think anyone is actually arguing against it. Well, yeah, but you know, I mean, I think a lot of people are telling Saints fans to shut the hell up since it was two months ago. Yeah. But, uh, Pretty long time ago at this point, but uh, yeah, no, this is this is huge, and I think it's going to be overall a good thing. Obviously, <laughs> if they're going to be reviewing every pass interference now, now that means games are just going to be longer, and I don't think the NFL wants that. <sighs> so I think that's a little counterintuitive in that regard, but I think in terms of game quality, it's going to be a net good thing. I think in terms of. I don't. I mean, because the pass interference rule is like super. Like it's it's almost on par with like the catch rule back in the day of like how you call it, you know? Yeah. And 
I don't know if I will. I want to see this rule in action. I'm not going to say I like it or dislike it. Well, that's, it that's the whole thing about this coming season. They only made the rule effective for one year, so this year's going to be like a trial run with it. If they like it, they're going to stick with it for like a long time before voting on it again. Uh, if the rule sucks, they're just going to axe it, and that's all that we'll ever hear about it. I don't know, man. I want to see it in action. That's because I, I feel like it could be good. I just don't want like every other play. It's like you know what challenge? I'm, that was pass interference. Look at well, that's it why you only have minutes. a couple. That's why you only have two challenge flags. And it's, well, no, don't you? If you get it right, don't you keep that challenge? No, how it works is you get two challenges, and if you get both of them right, I believe oh. you get a third. You have to get both of them right to get a third. Exactly. Okay. So you got to be like 100% sure you're right and the referee's wrong. So I guess you have to strategically pick when you want to say it was passed. Yeah, you? there's there's strategy to it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see how the rule goes. I, after, we'll come back at the end of the season and see if I like it. Yeah. Uh, one last little NFL thing. Um, obviously, it's been almost a week by now, but Rob Gronkowski retired like a. It was like it was like Sunday, wasn't it? I think I was going. Yeah, back it was like Mon- Sunday or Monday. I think it was Sunday because I was going back to college when I saw it. I believe that's when I saw it. But um, I only celebrated a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, congrats on a great career, Gronk. I'll see you in the next B-list action movie, or yes. the next WrestleMania, or <laughs> definitely WrestleMania. Some obscure commercial for some obscure product. That's why I said a B-list action movie. Man, you can't act. Him and Mark Wahlberg will do a movie, I bet, at okay. some point. You know, hey, <laughs> that might be funny. No, it won't be. No, maybe maybe it'll be like one of those. Maybe it'll be like one of those movies that's like intentionally so bad that it's actually kind of funny. No. You know what? Do you want? Do you want, Do you really want to watch Rob Gronkowski and Mark Wahlberg exchange sixty-nine jokes for an hour and a half? Is that really something you're interested in? Uh, not necessarily the 69 jokes, but I would at least... I would, well, what other jokes does Gronk have? I wouldn't necessarily be... Uh, hmm, hmm, you know what? Uh, yeah, he did that thing, he did a thing, did a thing with Tide Pods at some point. Not saying I'd pay money to see it, but... No, he did a commercial for Tide Pods. That's it. He did a joke about it, too. But... Yeah, but, like, you know, that's just... Tide Pods are dead now, it's a dead meme. True, it is. I don't know. And the people yeah, that did the meme were dead too. So, uh, <laughs> all right, we are getting very dangerous right now. Um, <laughs> it's only a matter of time before we make unvaccinated kids jokes. Oh, let's not go there. We're, right we're just <laughs> going right down the rabbit hole this episode. <laughs> um, no, nah, hey, I'll be I'll be cautiously optimistic if Gronk gets into acting. Because you know, hey, maybe no, I'm good. Maybe you, hey, maybe you're good. I'd give it a shot. I'm not saying I'd be as objective as I could be about it. Maybe the movie completely sucks, and you know we'll we'll see with that. We don't even know what the hell Gronk's doing right now. He might just be chugging four locos and passing out in his bathroom. He don't drink four locos. Come on, though. That's right. He he gets the more expensive shit. The man's made of money. He didn't spend a money of his uh, NFL salary. So did I say he just didn't spend a money? <laughs> okay, yeah. He didn't spend the money. 
Oh, oh okay. All right. Yep, that's it. You know, yep, thank yeah, you for listening to... No, I, wait. I, 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 have, I, I had a question. I have one question. Singular we one have, question. We have a question. Someone asked us a question for the first time in a month. <laughs> a month? I don't know. really been that long. We that watched. It's, it's been a while. All right. So this is question. from... Uh, this is from Kaylee. Um, oh, what hey, are your, uh, what's your expectations for your teams this season, baseball wise, not is anything right? else? Uh, so I'll start, um, I'll start off with the Red Sox because um, uh, I'll say ninety-seven wins ish, ninety-seven sixty-five that range. Um. I'm just going to keep it short. It's late. This episode's been running pretty long, and I'm tired. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I'm going to say I expect from the Yankees this year is number 28, and then I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so thank you for listening to episode 33 of I'm Walking Here. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ian Cusick, spelled C-U-S-I-C-K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's Briz, at I-T-S-B-R-I-Z-Z. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can, if you would like to support the podcast, you can buy IWH merchandise in the link in our description. Use code IWH10 for 10% off your total order. And that'll do it. Thank you for listening and have a good night.